Hey, my beautiful, bold, brave, and bashful. <laughs> Baddies? Bashful? I don't know. Some of us may be bashful out there. I don't know. I just need another B word. Hey, my baddies. How's everyone doing out there? Um, you know, same old, same old over here. I will say in the past, I think two or three days now, I have really gotten to a place of acceptance with everything going on. I feel like I've literally gone through a full grief cycle. Does anyone else feel that way? Like, I have been angry. I have, I've been beyond angry. I have been in a full rage about so many things about this and not necessarily just how it affects me personally, because that's not really important. Well, I mean, it's important, but it's not that important in the grand scheme of things, but just rage that it's gotten to this point that we're still not in lockdown, that people are still going about their lives. Like nothing has happened and that we're not all at risk that our federal government has just, Oh my gosh. Now a lot of the state governments have just mucked it up when these are the people that we have put into office to protect us and to do the right thing, you know? Anyway, let me stop before I go back into a rage cycle. But I've been through rage. I've been through being sad. I've been through frustration. I've been through uh, stress. I've been through anxiety. I mean, stress is a constant in my life, but you know, what are you going to do? Uh, but I really feel like I've gotten to a place of acceptance in the past couple of days where I'm just going to do the best that I can. I am going to donate I am going to be a resource to people that need me. I'm going to reach out to people. I'm going to offer like free card pulls. That's what I was doing on my regular Facebook page. Not for like witchy people, but you know, for people that are just friends of mine that aren't necessarily in this world, but are kind of intrigued by it. And it's just like a nice distraction to have. My only thing was like, please don't ask me about your love life right now because I do not have the spoons to deal with that. <laughs> And don't ask me about this virus because if I had an answer, do you think I would wait to tell you until I pulled a card? No, I would somehow infiltrate CNN and announce it to the world. So those are my only two things. But yeah, I've just been trying to donate parts of myself the best that I can and try to be a distraction to other people the best that I can and reconnect with people and talk about old times. And gosh, when I say old times, I do mean like high school and college, but I also mean like six weeks ago when life was normal. And you can do stuff. But yeah, I've definitely gotten to a place of acceptance and I feel like I've gone through my full grief cycle. Now that probably means the next time I get on and talk to all of you, I'll be like, so let me tell you what I'm mad about this week. But as of now, I have I have reached this kind of end point of a grief cycle. And I am wondering if anyone else is experiencing that. Have y'all gone through that range of emotions? I don't know. We're all going through a constant range of emotions. I don't know about the rest of you, but I am, I do have a sneaking suspicion that a lot of us are getting our periods right now because hello, full moon. <laughs> hello, period that we have to have in the middle of this madness for a lot of us. But you know what? I'm actually, I'm never, I got my first period when I was nine. Have I ever shared that with y'all? So I've had it for a long time. Too long, if you ask me. But um, I've never once been happy to see it. And it's not like there is an alternative that could be possible at this point in time. So I'm definitely not happy to see it. But today I actually was like, oh, it's a full moon. Okay, I, I know where I am in time. It really oriented me because I, I work from home, right? I travel all the time. I never know what day it is. It's a miracle this podcast goes out on Wednesday because I tr it's just something in my intuition at this point that tells me, go record, it's due now. But I never know what day or time it is. And at this point, I barely know what month or year it is. But I was really thankful for that 
reminder. I was really thankful that I could orient myself around the fact that we have a full moon and now I'm aware of where I am. And that doesn't just help me as a person, but it helps me as a witch because now I know what I need to be focusing on, what kind of spells I need to be doing, what kind of magic is going to be the most potent right now. I don't know. It was very grounding for me to get my period. So this is the one and only time in 20, 22 years since I got my first one that I've been happy to see it. But you know, in a pandemic, who knows what's going to make us feel something. <laughs> We're going to talk about the full moon a little bit more in a second. But yeah, I just wanted to check in with all of you, see how you're doing. Oh, speaking of checking in. So um, I posted in the Facebook group and I am going to be doing the podcast bi-weekly for the next little bit until I can get my GERD under control. However, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to put a gree on myself, but I have been doing a lot better in the past three days. Um, a lot of you have been lighting candles for me and you like send me pictures of your candles and that is so sweet. And I'm telling you it's working because I've been feeling a lot, a lot, a lot better. Basically, if you don't know what GERD is, it's acid reflux and backup, like a severe case of it. And the more stressed you are, the more acid you produce in my case. And so it makes me very nauseous. It makes me really sick. I have to lay down all the time, but then you can't really lay down because the acid will build back up or like back up. I know this is, I'm so sorry. This is really gross. I'm sorry if you're like sitting down to have lunch and like your morning coffee and you're like, Mickey, ew. But I even have to sleep sitting up so I can try to keep the acid at bay. So, and when I'm like doing this kind of thing and I'm talking and putting out a lot of effort, it really makes me feel really woozy and sick. I don't know exactly why, maybe just because my digestive system's all out of whack and I don't know, but it has been feeling a lot better the last three days. So whoever is lighting candles, I know who some of you are and whoever is doing spells for me and adding me to your prayers and adding me to your blessings and adding me to your rituals, I appreciate it because I can really feel a difference between how badly I felt last week and how much better I feel this week. And maybe it's also a part of this, like coming to a place of acceptance where I'm not in a rage. I've just been feeling so much rage. <laughs> This, I think rage really is a thing that spikes my anxiety. And so pulling away from that and all of you, you know, using all of your magnificent witchy powers together, it's helped me feel a lot better. So maybe next week we can go back to our reg regular schedule, but I am reserving the right to do bi-weekly in case I get another bad flare up. Um, I will say I've been trying to make dietary adjustments again because I don't have medicine and I can't get any for the pandemic being, I can't go to the doctor and I can't get a new prescription and I can't go to the ER. Obviously like me having acid is not as important as people that have very serious things going on inside and outside of the C word virus, which I am calling it the C word because that's what it's acting like. But um, so I am reserving the right. If I do start feeling bad again to keep on the bi-weekly, but if I'm okay next week, we'll just kind of rock and roll with it. We're going to be flexible and we'll see how it goes. Also, um, speaking of things that what else can go wrong <laughs> in 2020, uh, mama, our mama, which our head mom, she has shingles. <sighs> Let me tell you guys something, get a shingles vaccine. The second this pandemic is behind us, or at least this wave of it, where we can kind of resume life as normal. If you've had this chicken pox, get your shingles vaccine. I have never gotten one and I'm, it's the, I'm not kidding. The first thing I'm doing because it looks so gnarly. It is so painful for her. She, she says it's on fire or it's blistering or it's just like this intense pain and it looks horrific. And I know because I'm the one that's been treating it. 
So please go get your shingles vaccine. We're going to get a hopefully C word virus vaccine that we can get back to life as normal. And please get a shingles one because it is nasty. And so she's going through it. I swear. It's just one thing after another. Remember when we started 2020 and we were like, man, this year's going to be amazing. And now it's like, no, 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 girl. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> like, but honestly, I'm still holding out hope. And I, I do still feel in my little witchy spirit that 2020 is going to make a turnaround at some point. And we're not going to, it's not going to last forever. If there's nothing else you could hold on to in this, this can't last forever. Literally, like the nature of viruses and pandemics is that they can't last forever. And so I still think 2020 is going to give us some good stuff. It might be on December 31st, 2020, but I do feel like this year is going to turn around at some point. Anyway, so let's stop talking about shingles and GERD and the C word and all of those things. And let's talk about this super pink moon that we have because I, I'm feeling like it's bringing us some good tidings. You know, the full moon does make us insane and it does rob us of sleep and it makes you have crazy dreams. And if you're like me and you've been watching Penny Dreadful, uh, the worst dreams of your life quite possibly. <laughs> But this one comes with good tidings. So let's read about it. I don't know. I think I've said it before on the podcast. I know I've shared it in the group, but I love Refinery29's um, astrology and horoscope section. I always feel like it's really, really on point. It's the one that I check every Sunday without fail. I also do Vice Broadly a lot of the times, but I will forget about that one. Um, I deleted the CoStar app because I was just tired of being disrespected by my own phone. But the Refinery29 one I always find is really accurate. And they always have great articles about what we're going through currently in our um, astrological and lunar cycle. So there's this great little thing about the, uh, the what? The super pink full moon. So I'm going to read you that article and we can talk about it a little bit and then we'll do our goddess pull card to see what's in store. And then we'll go back to our jars. Can I tell y'all, I just stopped to like pick up my phone so I could read this article and I clicked something on the computer and the entire, um, thing that I had just recorded muted out. And I couldn't figure out how to get a sign back. And I was like, no, <laughs> 2020, leave me alone, please. But I think I fixed it. I can't take one more thing. Even though I've gotten to this place of acceptance, I, I truly cannot handle one more thing. So I need technology to chill out on me. Mercury's not in retrograde. Do not come for me right now. Okay, so this is on Refinery29. I'll share it in the Facebook group so you can follow up with it. Um, and it's written by Elizabeth Galino. And the title is The Soup... <laughs> Sorry. I just had a flashback to being in like fifth grade and being like, and this book is called Huckleberry Finn and it's written by Mark Twain. Like I'm doing a book report right now. Let me calm down. Okay. So the super pink moon in Libra is good news for your relationships by Elizabeth Galino. <laughs> Such a child. Okay. It's no secret that Libras are real social butterflies. After all, both Cardi B and Kim Kardashian were born into the air sign. And with the full moon entering the sign of the scales on April 7th, Shout out, that's today. It's time for us to embrace our inner Libras and seek balance in our relationships. April's full moon is tradition. April's full moon. I say the word moon so strangely. Every time I say it, it bounces off of my ear. I'm so sorry. If one of you can teach me how to say M-O-O-N correctly, I would be forever grateful. But just bear with me for now. April's full moon is traditionally called the pink moon. The name is slightly misleading. The surface of the moon itself won't take on a rosy hue. This lunar event earns its name because this month's full moon tends to coincide with the blooming of flowers called wild 
ground folocks, known as moss pink for their warm color, according to the Old Farmer's Almanac. This pink moon is also a supermoon, which is when the moon is full at its perigee, or perigee, aka the point in, the, in its orbit when it's closest to Earth, making it appear bigger and brighter than regular full moons. Oh, we know those supermoons so well, don't we? As the second super full moon in a row, its powers will be felt very strongly due to its closer proximity than a regular full moon. Narayana Matufar, senior astrologer at astrology.com and horoscope.com, tells Refinery29. Happening in the relationship-oriented sign of Libra, this full moon will see us focusing on the harmony within certain relationships as we strive to find the perfect balance between what we give to others and what we do for ourselves. He said nothing but a word. Montsefar explains, after all, this sun-moon polarity is all about balancing autonomy and self-assertion Aries with compromise and cooperation, Libra. Striking the right note might come with some bumps in the road, though. This luminary will force us to come face-to-face -face with some hard realities in life regarding love, money, and relationships, says astrologer Lisa Stardust. I'm changing my name to Mickey Stardust. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. I love that. Lies will be exposed and truths revealed. Clandestine relationships will be open, and we will be forced to make decisions about whether or not we feel valued by others. This is really kind of hitting me. I mean, I'm sure for all of us, with like reading this and hearing this right now, because this is a time where we're literally stuck with one another, whether it's something we intended or not. And we're definitely seeing like the realities of the relationships around us and how they affect us and our place in them and how other people really are. I feel like a lot of true colors are being revealed right now. And it's like, what are we going to do with all that information? Especially because we may be in situations that are literally inescapable right now. It's very interesting. The fact that this celestial event is occurring during the coronavirus pandemic gives us a unique perspective. Social distancing has made us think about partnership on a whole new scale, Stardust says. This super full moon is giving us the chance to see situations and relationships on a different, different level, which will force us to commit or let go. You know, a lot of people have been making jokes about how many uh, C virus babies there are going to be after this, but I think there's going to be a lot more C virus breakups and divorces after this because it is going to be this very illuminating time period full moon or not even though the full moon is definitely going to exacerbate it of us seeing who we are with and who we really are and what the situation really is and whether it makes us happy or not and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing I mean my hope for everyone is that the partner <clears throat> or partners or people that you're locked down with are the people you absolutely would want to be stuck in a room with for six, eight, 12, please, 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 not more than 12 weeks, you know, but like I'm with my family right now. And even though it is a struggle because they are stubborn and just keeping like, why can't we just go here? Because you can't, because that's the rules, you know, I'm so happy to be with them. And I'm so happy to get to have this time to spend with them, like this unavoidable time to spend with them. And I hope that's what everyone is experiencing. But the silver lining of this may be that true colors are shown, truths are revealed, and you might realize that there is something better or someone better out there for you. And you don't have to stay with something just because it was something that worked for you at one time. So it is going to be a really interesting time period. And it's going to be a really, really interesting aftermath, just where like relationships are concerned. Okay, back to our article. Leslie Hale, astrologer at Keen.com agrees. In these days of COVID-19 and staying at home, some relationships can come together as never before, and others are suffering from either too much togetherness or separation, she explains. Libra typically likes to avoid conflict, and this may be our saving grace during these stressful times. 
It's acceptance, not confrontation, that can help sustain those of us who current who are currently getting too much or not enough to gather time with a friend or loved one. As Venus, the planetary ruler of this luminaire, forms a harmonizing trine with both Saturn and Mars, we can realize that instead of finding perfection, accepting things for what they are is key as long as we commit to keep working on this relation relational issue. Relational? I've never heard that word before. I don't think. These relational issues for the long haul, Montefar says. So whether you're holed up with a quarantine partner or not, this super pink moon will bring to light any issues you may be having in your relationship. What a time to work on it <laughs> and give you a chance to work through them. That may mean shifting your energy towards thinking about how to make yourself happy, or it may mean facing a long-standing issue with a partner. Regardless, right now you have what it takes to work through anything. So... That's a hopeful note. Might have to trudge through some not very fun things to get there. But I think at the end, you're either going to end up with a relationship that's even stronger and better, or you're going to end up realizing that there's something better for you. So either way, you end up with something better, right? So it's definitely going to be an illuminating, illuminating, super pink moon. And also just remember, if for those of us out there that do have our period currently, don't make any rash decisions because we have to be in this quarantine for the long haul anyway. Let those hormones come down a little bit, and then we can start sussing things out. All right, so let's pull our goddess card and see what message we have going into the next week or two weeks, depending on if I'm not feeling well enough to record again uh, and sticking with bi-weekly, but let's see who comes up. Well, 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 <laughs> we have two cards. I'm doing it again. I am showing you the cards. You cannot see me. <laughs> I'll post them in the group, but we have two cards. One who I think this is her first time coming up on the podcast and another who is an oldie, but such a goodie. So let's start with Excel. And I just flashed the card to the computer again. <laughs> and she, um, her, her major meaning on the card is medicine woman. And then her message on the card is, you are channel for divine healing power. And if there's ever been a time that we are in need of healing, it is right now. So let's read about her. Um, it's so funny whenever her card comes up and when I post it, you'll see it's it's all of this lightning in the background. And that's what I feel as soon as I start talking about her as one that is assigned as a healer myself is I feel like a lightning rod. And I feel like energy is literally like shooting down into my head and out through my body. You know, it's so interesting. Like I said, I've been watching Penny Dreadful, which, oh my gosh, it's an excellent show. And I'm just starting season two and it deals with witches in season two. Although it's the witchy thing so far that I'm seeing that they're very much like consorts of the devil and evil and sacrifice and ritual and all this stuff. Not that ritual is bad, but you know, like devilish demonic ritual, which we're hopefully not into and dealing with in the bad witch coven at least. Um, so I'm not loving that because, you know, that's kind of my issue with wanting to watch Sabrina, aside from the fact that I don't really like that actress that, that much. Um, I know that the witchy stuff can be very like, to quote the, what the God warrior, is that her name? The God warrior? They ever, that woman from like Weisslaub, she's like, this is dark sided. So I'm not loving that part of it, but I do love it because it's an excellent, excellent show. And, um, I don't know. I feel there's major characters that you learn from episode one, but I feel like if I say it, it's kind of a spoiler. Cause when you see who it is and figure it out, you're like, Oh my gosh, what a cool little like note. But I will just say that there are topics that are dealt with that have to do with, um, the regeneration and the generating of life that involves lightning and electric current sort of. 
You know what I'm talking about, right? So um, that's already been in my mind. And then for this card to come up, it's kind of cool that they're correlating with each other. But yeah, whenever I talk about her, I start to feel that, that zzz, zzz kind of energy in my body, like lightning is coursing through. I don't know if you ever went to like an arts and science museum. We have a really nice one uh, where I grew up in Louisiana. And they had this rod in the kids' center where you could put your hand on it and it would send like electric pulses to make you understand the idea of electricity. So that's what makes me think of putting my hand on it and being like, bzz, bzz, bzz. anyway, I'm crazy. So let's read her message. Commanding power is not the same as demanding it. Demanding comes from a childlike place akin to a tantrum based upon the fear that it might be withheld. Whew, that is powerful. Commanding is based upon the sure and steady knowledge that you are part of the great spirit's grace and wisdom. You're a lightning rod that can conduct the power. Simply connect to the power through unyielding clarity of your thought processes. Don't waver from for a moment in your sure and steady decision to be a conduit of the power that already resides in you. Oh, that's so powerful. I can literally feel like that electric spark going up my back. Is anyone else feeling that? It's like, I can feel it again, up my spine because it is reminding me of my own power. And it's reminding me that I can't, I can't just hold that. I can't just be in possession of it, but it is my responsibility to conduct it and to be a conduit so that it passes through me and passes out to others for like the greater good of being a healer in so many different ways. Um, let's see, connect to the even bigger source and allow it to amplify your natural power. In this way, you're a steady connector of the infinite from the infinite into the infinite. In other words, it's all spirit around you, through you, and to whomever you're healing. Oh gosh, I can really, can y'all feel it? <laughs> it's just me, but it's literally tickling itself up my back and into my neck a little bit. Okay, so other meanings of the card. You are a healer. So yeah, whenever this card does come up in a reading, I'm like, oh, well, bingo. If you're wondering what kind of witch you are, this is for sure part of it. You know, you could definitely be a clairvoyant witch. You can be um, uh, like a kitchen witch and your realm is, you know, dealing with recipes and potions and all of that. But there is some, or you could be a sea witch like me where you draw a lot of your power from water. Uh, but there definitely is an element in all of the things that you are already inclined to do that healing becomes a part of it. So for me, I always say that my healing comes through the cards and my my kind of extra special power or ability to really connect and be a card reader is because I deliver healing to people through that. I can't necessarily make you the best salve to put on or the best balm from my witchy kitchen because I'm not necessarily the most inclined kitchen or green witch. I can't tell you all the rec plants and oils from the top of my head. I always have to go back and kind of refresh myself. We'll be doing that later, you know, to make this concoction to heal you, to like physically, literally put something on you and heal you. Like with my mom's um, shingles, like I am, I've been putting baking soda on her to try to just calm and balance it out. And that's kind of the extent of my knowledge. So I'm physically trying to heal her in that way, but I'm so much better at taking cards and delivering messages. And I always say like, I am just the vessel for this. This is not me, this is them. And I'm just the way that it's able to get to you. So that is how I heal. So when this card comes up, I'm like, hey, one way or another, you, you are not only just a healer, but what your special thing is, what your special magic or powers are, it is kind of in service to this part of you that is a healer as well. So I love getting this card. It gives you like a definite answer about some of your own witchiness. Um, you are being healed, which I think a lot of us are going through that right now, whether we intend to or not, because we have so much time to think and be and exist. And especially again with this Libra moon coming in, it's going to 
bring things to the surface and we're going to have to try to find balance through all of it. And healing comes in and through that. Uh, the situation and or your loved one is being healed, which I think is good news for anyone out there that is dealing with COVID or uh, the C word virus, but also, you know, it's like, like telling my parents because they wanted to go do something. I was like, listen, you can't go do this because if something happens to you, you have to understand that life is still happening outside of this virus. People are still having heart attacks and strokes and all manner of things that they still have to get treatment to. So you're not allowed to go out into the world and mess yourself up and then have to compound all of our healthcare workers out there that came and just have enough resources or time or like strength or energy or mental capacity to deal with a pandemic, you know? So, uh, yeah, knowing that there's people out there that need to be healed. I hope that's good news to some of you that if you have someone dealing with not necessarily COVID or coronavirus, but know that there is healing coming out in all ways and not just physical healing, but mental healing and energy healing and emotional healing. Um, honor your healing knowledge and abilities. So that means that you are connecting in with that spirit, with that energy and becoming that conduit for it and sending that healing out and not just holding that power within. Learn about healing. This is a great time to do it. What else are you going to do? <laughs> Might as well pick up a book, listen to another podcast, watch a YouTube series, teach the healing arts. Uh, yeah. If you feel like it's something you already have a knack for, Put yourself out there. This is another great time to do it. Start a podcast. I know some of you have asked me questions um, about doing a podcast. I talked about it a little bit, I think, in one of the other Ask Me Anything episodes. But when we circle back to that, maybe I'll do that one for the next. We'll see. Because uh, I have a couple other things in mind. I really want to get into scrying, like, very soon. But anyway, we'll see. Um, but maybe I can just put out, like, a little 20-minute episode where I just answer specifically uh, podcast questions or Instagram social media questions. So we don't have to put it in our own feed and it can put it out there. But I think if anyone wants to start a podcast, especially a witchy podcast, do it. We cannot have enough voices out there and there's so many different things we can learn from each other. I certainly am not an expert on anything. <laughs> it's, it's incredible that I like you even listen to me for all this because who knows what I'm talking about. And so, yeah, like if, part of your divine calling, especially if you get Donna and you get, uh, Ishel or Ixchel, then there's a message there. You're supposed to be teaching. You're supposed to be talking. You're supposed to be leading. So yeah, if the podcast is on your mind and you'll want me to do like a little supplement episode like that. Let me know and I'll put one out. Um, and then start or continue your healing practices. So again, no time like the present. What else are we going to do right now? If you've been wanting to work on, you know, your healing recipes, if you've been wanting to work on your healing spells, you might be, you know, writing them down and tweaking them and finding like different correspondences for them and making them even more potent. This is a great time to sit down and do it and add it to, uh, to your grimoire because we got nothing but time right now, baby. And then about Ixchel. Um, so pronounce Ixchel or Ixchel. I always say Ixchel because it's that like X that like Mexican usage of X. And to me, I think I'm overpronouncing it. So if I am, I'm so sorry. If there actually is another correct, I just remembered in, um, in Penny Dreadful, one of the characters is Hecate. And then it made me think when they said her name, because they said it in another way that I haven't heard before. So there's like seven versions that I've heard. And I'm still like, which one's the right one? Um, I just re remember she's a character. Anyway, if you have a better pronunciation for her, please let me know. For Hecate or also for Ixchel. I want to make sure I'm saying her name correctly. <laughs> okay. Um, Ixchel, Ixchel or Ixchel has been revered since ancient times as the Mayan moon goddess. Hey, full moon. Perfect time to show up, girl. 
who with her husband, the sun god, gave birth to all the other Mayan gods. As the embodiment of the moon, Ishel is, is intimately connected to the tide of the water. She is believed to control rainflow and all aspects of water. In fact, she is called Lady Rainbow. I love her. I love it. As her essence is infused in the water droplet prisms that create rainbows. As a mother goddess, Ishel helps with fertility and childbirth. She is also a powerful healer who remembers the origins of human life upon the earth. She can connect you to your foundational roots as a spiritual healer. So, gosh, she's gorgeous. It's an amazing time to call on her. I, I cannot say it enough. What else are we going to do right now? <laughs> you know? We can only watch so much TV. We can only watch so many movies. We can only walk around the block so many times. Tap into your power right now and start exploring goddesses and gods and other deities and energies that maybe you've been curious about or have been visiting you lately or giving you signs that they're open to communicating with you and guiding you and building that relationship with you. It's, it's truly no time like the present. And how can you not want to work with someone named Lady Rainbow? I love it so much. Okay. And then our other card is Kali. Uh, I feel like she shows up every time I pull a card for this podcast. I love her. And I mean, again, very apropos to us just talking about this full moon in Libra that's going to make us have some real revelations about what we're doing and who we're doing it with. So I think she needs no introduction, but just in case this is your first podcast, um, the meaning on her card is endings and beginnings. And the message is the old must be released so that the new can enter. Now let's read our um, passage, even though I swear y'all could tell it to me by now because we've had her so many times. I sing praises to those whose hearts accept the universal order, which only appears to be chaotic and ever-changing. In actuality, everything is designed down to the smallest detail to be in perfect operation. That's a little bit of a reassurance right now because doesn't, that's what I was saying before about how I feel like I've gotten to this place of acceptance. It's because I just embrace what appears to be chaotic. That was, that was my thing of like relinquishing my own control and being like, there's nothing I can do about it except for on my own, like micro level. And so in the macro sense of all this, I just have to like let go and let goddess, you know what I mean? So yeah, I think that's how I kind of got to this place. So just do your best, just do your best and, and don't worry about the things you can't control. Um, the dance of the universe is a happy one with energy swirling and swirling and a never ending celebration of life itself. Join this dance, dear one, and enjoy the remarkable journey of the weavings of the story of your life. Do not fear what appears to be a change or a loss. It's only the transitioning orbit of energy interplaying with you and your loved ones. Embrace it as evidence that you're alive. Embrace your deepest emotions as a signal of your true human essence. I think that's really important too, because in a time of pandemic, and I'm speaking of this in a way of being like, you know, in our pandemics, like obviously this is a monumental, unexperienced thing for the majority of us. And it is unprecedented for our lifetimes. And I think when we are in a time of pandemic and the stress that comes with that and the knowledge that like our own mortality is something that's very present and we could get sick at any time from this, you know, not, not okay, let me pull that back. Not to be like, hey, it's just lurking around the corner to get you, but you can get sick. It's a virus. That's the reality of it. And people are dying from this. That's the reality of it. There is so much of a focus on sickness and death in this time. Whereas Kali is pulling in to remind us, hey, be aware of your life and be aware that life is still continuing and life is around us. And again, this can't last forever. And that's kind of what I've had to do too. And I think that's part of the reason I've gotten to this point of accepting and kind of just chilling out a little bit 
is because I, aside from watching, you know, like one newscast a day to understand what's happening where I am currently, I, I had to like strike out a lot of it. So being on Twitter and being on Facebook, I just had to avoid like the panic of it and just be in like the reality of it. And so I'm not taking in nearly as much media and that's helped a lot. And I think that's kind of what Kali is trying to remind us too, is that we can't just dwell in this because it there is a lot of sickness and there is a lot of death and it is a lot of sadness and a lot of just horror. It's a horror show, you know, but life is going on right now and life will go on. If we can focus on that, maybe it will, it will bring us all to a bit of a better place for us to get through this. Cause again, life doesn't stop just because there's a pandemic going on. So, you know, I really worry about people that have mental health issues, myself included. My depression was really bad. Not that long ago. I'm worried that people are going to try to harm themselves. I'm worried that, you know, people that deal with addiction issues might slide back into that because it's just a crazy, stressful, unprecedented time. So I really like this emphasis on focus on life and focus on that life will keep evolving and it will keep happening and we will get out of this. Okay, so meetings of the card. Your current changes are for the best, even as small as they may be because we can't do too, too much right now. Keep your thoughts positive as they are very powerful. Yes, queen, uh, say it again. Yeah, I, I had to shift how I was dealing with this because it was taking me to a dark place and I know that. Um, what appears to be a loss is really the beginning of a new happy phase. So I hope, you know, I, I really am trying not to be cavalier about this because it's very real and it's affecting so many, too many people in a very real way. Um, but you know, I just, ha I have to come from a place for me personally to be able to get through this, that not to say this is happening for a reason and people deserve it. Absolutely not. But from darkness has to come light. And I do feel like there will be good after this. It might not, I can't, I can't say it's going to be a balanced good because there's tremendous loss and just horrible things happening right now, but there will be good. There will be something good looming for us in the future. There just has to be, there has to be, we can't live like this forever, you know? So I believe in the coming good. Um, even though I'm very aware of the reality of the bad in the present, let the past go. So that could be talking about relationships again and, making evaluations of what's working for you and what isn't and what you need to release after this is over. And then lastly, it is time to move on. So, <laughs> you know, your homework is going to be to start doing your jar spells and make one up for yourself this week. But also it's just going to be to get in line with that super peak moon and make evaluations and prior and prioritize yourself and see what is working for you and what isn't. Okay. So about Kali, who... I've told you about her a hundred times, but here's 101. This ultra powerful Hindu goddess is feared by those who don't understand the natural cycles of birth, death, and rebirth. Rebirth is very important. Kali is the embodiment of mother nature. Whew! Did y'all feel that? I just got to chill again. So we have mother moon and mother nature coming together to like talk to us this week. Incredible. Who cleanses away the old with natural storms and fires to make the ground fertile for new crops and life. Flash and burn, y'all. Uh, Kali is the ultimate get things done goddess, and she's a powerful ally to those who call upon her. Like a wise sage mother, she'll push you beyond your comfort zone to reach heights of your potential. So, yeah, I don't know if we could ask for two more powerful goddesses to be present with us right now. And I really hope we all take a while to heed their messages and just 
they're so fierce. I'm looking at Kali's card and she's just like, like, girl, just mess me up. I love you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's do our Patreon shout outs real quick. And then we will go on and get back to our jars. Okay. So the extraliest, specialist, thank you to Brittany, Maria, Crystal, Maya, Jamie, Kala, Lauren, Stephanie, Cassandra, Adam. Is it Cassandra or Cassandra? I, I swear I say so many of these names different every week. Let me know if I say your name wrong, please. Adam, Bryn, Kelly, Emily, Melissa, Nalling, Brittany, Heidi, Ashley, Jennifer, 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 Lena, Ashley P, Fiona, Brandy, Melissa, Tavi, Allison, Teresa, Gina, Gianna, let me know which one. Uh, Sarah, Sam, Teresa, or Teresa, let me know. Uh, Lauren, Vanessa, Alex, Sasha, Celine, Brett, Megan, Elizabeth, Carla, Shannon, Amanda, Brie, and Adrian. Thank you so much. I know times are hard and they're scary out there. And I honestly was expecting like everyone to drop their page. I'm going to be honest. I, I think like 10 people maybe dropped so far, but I really was expecting at least like half, if not more, because it's scary. People are being laid off and people are losing their jobs and unemployment is obviously, I mean, it's kind of a mess and chaotic in the best circumstances. And this is far removed from the best. So thank you so much. If you are still able to give and you are still giving, because I really, really appreciate it. I obviously am not working right now either and don't know when I will again. And it just helps me be able to do the podcast. So I appreciate it so, so, so much. I mean, you've always been my very special Patreon baddies, but man, if I could give you all a big old kiss on the forehead, I would. In fact, mm, <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway, but we'll social distance it so we're not spreading any germs. Okay. So let's get back to our jar spells. So I think I can't remember because I always just black out when I'm recording and stuff comes back to me later. But I think I said I was going to tell you all about how I learned to do a honey spell. And then um, we'll come up with a variation that doesn't involve uh, parts of bodies of other people. Wait, I'm making it sound way, <laughs> way more intense than it is. So the way I was taught to do it was that you have to include hair from the person that you are intending the spell on or upon. I'm not sure which is the right to use. So, um, you know, if you're already in a relationship and you can gather some hair, possibly, although I don't know, like, I feel like gathering hair from someone falls under consent. Like I shouldn't just be able to cut some of your hair off or like pull a strand off. I don't know. So I think it becomes a bit complicated, but also, you know, in the, in, in spell magic, there a lot of times there will be a, uh, sorry, and spell magic and jar magic, but in a variety of magic, especially like folk magic, hoodoo, there's going to be a lot of inclusion of having things like nail clippings, having things like hair, having a personal item of someone's. But for the sake of being in, you know, a, a pro consent world, I'm not going to say take hair from anyone, <laughs> you know, if someone came and cut a, a like swath of my hair out, I'd be furious. So <laughs> let's not do that. There are modifications to it. But yeah, when I learned you get your jar, you fill it with, well, we go through the whole process, right? We get our jar, we set our intention, we meditate, we're going to do all, like all the stuff we talked about last week. So you get your jar, you fill it with honey, you fill it with hair of the person that you are directing the spell towards or the spell is about. Um, and then you write their name on a piece of paper in triplicate. So you do first name, last name, first name, last name, first name, last name, 
hopefully if you are intending to do this kind of love Okay, so a honey jar isn't necessarily a love spell. It's something to sweeten the situation, but it is used obviously a lot of times in love and attraction. So hopefully the person you're trying to love on or attract you to know them well enough to know their first and last name. <laughs> you know, be cool. Don't, don't just pick someone that you see walk by your house. Like, let's be cool about it. But um, yeah, so write the name three times. We know we love the number three around here. You add that into the jar. And then I was taught to seal the jar with candle wax, pink candle wax, and then place a fresh pink candle on top, burn it down. And that is what you meditate with. That is what you keep coming back to there. That's where you're setting the spell with. You know, I was telling y'all, uh, I, there were some candles I burned in the fall and I think they're starting to come to fruition. And I don't know, I did my little starlight, star bright, you know, uh, little magic spell I'm passing because I had to go outside to pick something up from the car because I'm not leaving the house, trust me. <laughs> but, um, and you know, the thing that just popped into my mind is like, if such and such is for me, then let it be. So I kind of am liking that little, that little couplet. Is that a couplet? Listen to me trying to use my English degree. I really like that little two line thing. So I think that might be be my focus if I'm doing a honey jar and it's something that I'm focusing on an attraction with another person. I would do, I would say if, uh, who's my current fake boyfriend? Josh Hartnett, because I'm watching Penny Dreadful. And as you all know, Bill and I have been separated for uh, quite a while now. So I would say something like, if Josh Hartnett is for me, then let it be. So you're not, again, consent. You're not taking away from the other person their ability to choose that they want to be with you back, you know, like magic doesn't override other people's ability to consent to things. I consent just a very big thing when we talk about love spells. So I want to make sure we all understand that. But yes, if I am doing a honey jar, I'm going to put the honey. I am going to swap out hair since I'm not taking hair or fingernails from anybody uh, currently. And I would put in rose quartz instead. And I would put in rose petals instead because if I'm doing a honey jar, it's because I'm trying a honey jar is because I'm trying to make some love happen. Um, so I would do rose quartz, I would do rose petals, um, and you can definitely add in an oil as well. But you do already have like your liquid base, which is the honey, so you don't necessarily need to. It's up to you. Um, you know, seal it all up, put in the paper with so and Josh Hartnett's name on it. <laughs> Sorry, I always think like, what is some off chance if I happen to get really famous or like I happen to date a celebrity at some point? And they're like, yeah, I heard your podcast. So uh, what's this called? Josh Hart and Love Spells? Just, I sound crazy. And I know that. But yeah, um, so I write Josh Hartnett's name on it, put it in there, seal it all up, light my pink candle, let it burn down on top of the whole spell or the whole jar rather. And the thing that's really sticking out in my head right now is if Josh Hartnett is for me, then let it be. Because if it's something that is supposed to happen, let me sweeten it up. Let me be proactive about it. Let me put some magic into it. And if it's not something that's meant to be, then no harm, no foul, you know, especially because I didn't cut any of his beautiful, luscious brown hair that looks so good in Penny Treadle. <laughs> so yeah, that is how we would do a honey jar. So, you know, up to you. If you have access to hair or nails or um, a little blood from someone, <laughs> hey, rock and roll, if they're cool with you using it, if you know they wouldn't mind, then you can do it the more old-fashioned way. But if not, we can always make it a little less uh, invasive to someone else personally. You know what I was actually just thinking? Um, if for like a fertility, 
I'm sure this is done. I just, you know, in going back and reading about it while I was putting like these episodes together, I was, okay, so I've been thinking, especially because it's full moon right now and like your period, I've been thinking about using period bloods and spells and maybe that's something I'd want to do an episode on. But then I was also thinking about semen being used in spells because we, we know blood, even if it's like your, your menstrual blood, we know blood is like very active in spell work. We know that it's something that is used and it's been something that has been used since like day one. It's incredibly potent and vibrant and important. Um, we haven't talked about a lot on this podcast because I'm just kind of squeamish and I don't want to have to prick my finger or cut my, like every time they do that scene in the craft where they, um, they prick their fingers and add it to the, the chalice. Why can't I remember that word? Yeah. Chalice and drink it. I have to look away. Cause it just, it, it, I'm so squeamish about like not even blood, but like the pricking of skin to let blood out. It really freaks me out. So we haven't talked about that much, but I was thinking about period blood and I was thinking about semen. I was like, you know, that's something that if you could collect it probably would be a valuable liquid to use in a fertility spell. If anyone has any experience with that, let me know. I don't know. It just popped into my head. I'm certainly, I certainly don't have access to it and I certainly am not trying to be fertile. So I don't know. It's just something that popped into my mind. But if you would like an episode um, in in the quarantine future about using blood and spells and about particularly like the power of the blood that comes from a biologically fem feminine female body, then we can definitely talk about that because it's something also with watching um, Penny Dreadful that's been coming. It's like the goriest show I've ever seen. Like it's just a blood palooza. And I was I'm like, ah, I know it's going to be like but it has, it's been in my mind. So we might do an episode on that soon. Okay. So anyway, uh, that is how you're going to do your honey spell. It doesn't have to be so up close and personal. The writing of the person's name, especially writing it in triplicate, especially meditating on the person's name, speaking the person's name, it puts a lot of potency into it. So you don't necessarily have to have a literal part of that person. And then you can, um, for this, the uh, thing that I recited, uh, if so-and-so is for me or such and such is for me, then let it be. I would um, also not just sit and meditate with that intention in mind while you're trying, you know, you sit with it every day, like we would our manifestation box, but I would also write that down as well. You know, that's always the committing to paper that spelling is a spell. It never hurts to write something down unless it's something that you don't want someone to find. What did Dorinda say? Say it, forget it, write it, regret it. <laughs> something like that. I'm still not sure exactly what she meant by that. Uh, there's some kind of gem in there. So that is your honey spell. So let's talk about other liquid bases for your spell because it obviously doesn't begin and end with honey. That's just the one that I feel like everyone knows the best. So different things you can add in are speaking about blood and semen. Well, this is a really graphic episode. <laughs> um, another thing is urine. Um, it's something that is good for protection jars. Um, or if you are trying to repel something, if you're trying to um, break a curse, perhaps that you feel may be directed your way, if you're trying to repel a certain energy, a certain person, if you're trying to shield yourself, um, urine can be a base for that. I have not done that. Again, I am squeamish about certain bodily fluids and liquids that, you know, are, are from all over. <laughs> you, it's certainly something that is a practice. Um, you can also use vinegar. I have heard two different things about vinegar. Um, one is from the school of thought that it can be used to curse someone or to cause harm in some way. And the other is that it can be used 
to cleanse, like for a cleansing spell, which I, I mean, I can't go on to like the properties of like the alchemic, alchemic, is that a word? Alchemy. I'm trying to say alchemy, but like the alchemic properties of vinegar. Let me know if that's a word or not. But, um, there is something to like the brininess of it that invokes the idea of like a curse or something being spoiled, something being rotten, something being, you know, just not nice, being kind of nasty. But there also is the idea of like white vinegar being very cleansing and clean. So I have heard both. Um, you know, in regards to doing like a cleansing spell, you'd probably be better off working with like a salt water or like a salt blend and another liquid that you make yourself. Sea salt, ocean water would be good maybe for a cleansing. And I would maybe leave vinegar alone because I have heard it be associated with, um, with, uh, like curses and more negative energy and that kind of magic before. So tread with caution with that one. But yeah, I, yeah, for like, I use white vinegar to also literally clean things all the time. <laughs> but I, I think more so in the concept of magical spell work, it can be a little more, uh, heavy. And so, yeah, I would maybe look to using a salt water base for a cleanse. Um, you could also literally use like a cleansing liquid, like a detergent kind of, but I would be careful with that because if you're using like bleach or ammonia, anything, you don't want to mix those ever. Do not mix those. It's noxious. noxious. Um, and also it just sitting like, uh, if you add in other stuff, it can make it potentially toxic. And if it's just like sitting in a jar, I think it can become, become Wow become kind of combustible or dangerous. So I'd be really, really careful with that. But it is like this concept of literally using something sweet, like sugar water, like nectar, like, um, like a jelly, almost like a honey to do a sweetening spell. You also have the same idea with, uh, with, uh, using something in a cleansing spell, something that's literally clean, you know, something that's literally used to clean something that's literally used to sweeten. Does that make sense? So Vinegar is an option, but I would tr tread a little carefully with that. Um, and of course, you can also use all kinds of essential oils that you either purchase or you make yourself, add in all kinds of herbs. You know, you just want to have that liquid base. And then I went back to thinking about the blood thing again, but blood would always have to be an additive, I think, because where would one get that much blood? Don't drain yourself. Unless you're a vampire out there somewhere, <laughs> you have access to it. Don't drain yourself to do a spell. Think of blood and other things like that as an additive, not as your base. Um, but yeah, the honey, nectar, sugar water, even like a, a jam, something. And you know, I also wonder because of like the viscous nature of things that are sweet, especially like a, a jelly or a honey, if it makes the spell stick. You know, kind of in this hoodoo uh, folk magic realm, it's a lot of from what I'm finding, from what I've kind of like grown up with and what I'm finding is the more I like research into it and kind of just follow my own intuition as well. It's a lot of kind of like literal things to me. So like you literally want something to be sweet on you. So you use something sweet and you want the spell to stick. So you use something sticky and consistent. You see, I don't know. These are just thoughts that are running through my head right now. <laughs> you know, you know me. <laughs> um, so yeah, you just have to have, well, you don't have to have a liquid base. You can also have a powder base. You can also just have like a mixture of things. But a lot of the time you will find those kind of liquid bases for whatever kind of spell. You could also do like a, a milk base uh, or like an egg yolk base or like uh, not egg yolk, but 
eggs that are, what am I trying to say? Like egg white, egg yolk, or when you mix them together in egg base. It really just depends on what you're trying to accomplish. And that, I mean, you know, it's kind of, you kind of think of it as when you buy those, uh, you go to like bake sales, I guess, where they sell them and you get those pre-made mixtures for like cakes and cookies where it's like white sugar, brown sugar, flour, chocolate chips, the pecans. And they're all like, I'm so Louisiana pecans. Um, and they're all like stacked together in a bottle and then you just pour it out and make it from that. That's kind of how I think about building your spells jar is that you have like your base and you just build up on that foundation. You just add things in and it layers up and it makes this jar where all this magic is contained with these literal um, these literal like objects that you've put in, but then also it's with your own magic that you're putting in and like the jar being consecrated and all of these things and the meditation that we're hopefully doing, which I don't know if anyone of us have meditated this year. Maybe that's why everything's so crazy. I don't know. I certainly haven't been doing it, but, um, yeah. And then you can add in physical objects. Oh, you could do brick dust for sure. Because I was, I kept saying like powder, like seeing in my mind, I was flashing like a powder substance. Um, you can put in physical objects. So you can for sure put in crystals. You can put in herbs. You can put in coins if you want to do a, um, if you want to uh, attract money or if you want to attract abundance or prosperity, you can put in gold shavings. You can put in a wedding ring if you are trying to attract love or if you're trying to keep things spicy and sweet, sweet and spicy. <laughs> Okay. I clearly know nothing about relationships, uh, in your marriage. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say put in your own wedding ring, but like for me, we have, uh, like wedding rings for my great, great grandparents, great, great, great grandparents and some other stuff from like even older than that. So I would probably use theirs cause it's not just that it's something that is like represents the circle being unbroken. Literally. It's not just that it's the gold and the property of the gold, but something that bound two people and in a relationship that I know that was unbroken because there's uh, no divorce in those generations. So yeah, you could do rings. Um, if you want to break a curse, you can put in um, rusted nails or shards of glass. I also, I don't know why this is coming into my head and I don't remember where I saw it or who told me or where I'm getting it from, but I'm seeing a glass jar that has barbed wire in it. I don't, what is it from? I don't know if I saw it in a movie. I don't know if I saw it in real life. I don't, I don't know where it's coming from, but I'm not even sure if it's barbed wire, but it's the kind of thing where if you put your hands in the jar, it would like cut you up pretty bad, but that could also just be a lot of wire. But yeah, that's just what is flashing in my head of a jar with barbed wire in it. Um, I'm not even really sure what that means. I'm just telling you what, <laughs> what visions I'm having currently. Um, physical objects also, of course, include, uh, ba -ba -bum, hair, nails, all those good things. Um, a little doll. If you want to fashion a little doll out of something and add it in, if you want to do a piece of clothing from someone, uh, again, no, don't go just cutting up people's clothes, but <laughs> it's like an old t-shirt no one's gonna miss I'm sure it's fine um what else can you throw in uh da, 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 da. it does depend on the spell I said yeah okay it's a, a lot of times too it's going to be like the same stuff you would put on your altar for what you're focusing on or what you're working with I also just got a flash of like feathers so you can add in um any kind of natural element that you feel like is serving the purpose of your spell work 
Yeah. I mean, it's something that, again, it's something that doesn't have to be like, it's this strict one thing and this is the way it has to be. Oh, ribbon. Ribbon is also good, especially for fertility and for like a, a little child's ribbon. You could put that in like a little hair ribbon for a boy or a girl. And uh, also ribbon or like lacing is good if you're focusing on love because that kind of represents this idea of like love and marriage and, you know, all those things that I repel. Uh, <laughs> sort of. Sort of, kind of. It depends on what mood I'm in. Um, or if you have like a good natural heart-shaped stone, that'd be good in a, a honey jar or a love jar. Ooh, you know what else would be a good... Sorry, I'm literally just <laughs> rattling off the top of my head all the ones that are coming to me. Um, it would also be a good base to use a, a wine. Wine for something or a whiskey or a gin or a vodka. Again, just be careful with like putting in too much and mixing all kinds of ingredients because you don't want to make anything gnarly. Um... But yeah, a wine base would be good for like a romance spell or a champagne base would be good for um, like abundant success kind of stuff. Like, you know, stuff like the thing I'm trying to convey is like things that represent things to us naturally. So honey represents sweetness. Champagne represents success. Like coins represent money. So you can kind of just start to build them that way for yourself. Yeah. Okay. So I'm giving you a bunch of examples. Jeez, Mickey. All right, so um, I found this great chart that will just uh, break down different crystals, gems, and metals, and different herbs, flowers, and roots, depending on what kind of um, what kind of jar you want to make. I don't have my glasses on right now because for some reason it's really comfortable to me, but it's making me like even crazier because I can't focus my eyes. That's why I'm just rattling. My eyes have been bothering me all day. I think I mentioned that earlier, and I'm kind of wondering why. That's why my like vision has been a lot more active in this episode and like everything I've been feeling has been a lot more active like the electricity and I don't know things I just keep getting flashes of things as I'm talking to y'all anyway so again we're gonna do the um the kind of spell that you want to do so be it love be it protection be it curse breaking we'll talk about the crystals the gems and the metals that are best for it and then we'll do the herbs the flowers and the roots that are best for it so banishing um obsidian Jet, black tourmaline, smoky quartz. So we know all of our protective crystals, all of our black crystals. We know this by now what to add in. This is just really a refresher, especially if you're like me and I forget the right herbs for, or the right oils for, the right herbs or oils or flowers or plants for things all the time because I'm not a green witch. It's just not something that sticks with me. Um, so again, for banishing, obsidian, jet, black tourmaline, and smoky quartz. And then your herbs are going to be clove dragon's blood, garlic, and hot pepper. See, I'm getting a flash of that too. There, what is it? There's a jar that has that kind of wire in it. That's it's, it's either barbed wire or it's set up that it will cut you if you try to put your hand in it and it has hot peppers in it. I think it has vinegar. Where is that from? I don't know. Maybe someone tried to banish me in a past life and I saw it, or I tried to banish someone in a past life and I made it. I don't know where that's coming from. If it's somewhere in popular culture and you remember where you saw it, please tell me. Okay, for binding, you have jet and then agrimony, knotweed, spiderwort, and witch hazel. I just got some witch hazel and it is lit, y'all. I've been using it so much. Um, communication, sodalite, tiger's eye, turquoise, and then mint and orris root. Curse breaking, onyx. Clear quartz, selenite. Hello, just get a big selenite wand and like chuck it in there. <laughs> and then um, angelica, blood root, bone set, mandrake, salt, sage, and rue. Yeah, salt will uh, 
it's everything. That's why I said if you want to do, um, oh, you know what you could also use? Uh, if you made Agua de Florida, that would be a good liquid base for um, a jar spell and especially for a protection one. But I was going to say if you want to do something and just don't want to go any further, or this is just what you have in your house right now because we're in a freaking pandemic, you can literally just make your own salt water. It, like it just doesn't have to be anything more complicated than that. Okay. For fertility, agate, agate, I never know how to say it. Um, emerald, garnet, malachite, and peridot or peridot. <laughs> I got an email once saying that I, um, I pronounced peridot wrong. Let me say there's a, there's a few things I pronounce wrong. I guess well, I don't know if wrong is the right word. Uh, I pronounce it differently because there's still like a lot of French influence in my family and there's still a lot of French influence in South Louisiana. So I just say, and I speak French and I lived in France. So I just sometimes say things the French way, which is sometimes also why I say like voodoo or hoodoo. It's just like the, the way we talk down here. And so it's hard for me to break. So if I say um, peridot or sachet, and I know a lot of people say peridot and sachet, sorry, it's just me being a French I'm me being a French. That's the answer. <laughs> All right. So then your herbs and roots are apple, cucumber, fig, and ivy. Ooh, fig is so good really for fertility. Cause isn't it like the fig when it's cut open, it represents like the reproductive, the biological reproductive, let me say it right. The reproductive organs of biological, bi okay. Mickey, <sighs> let's work through this. Reproductive, <laughs> reproductive organs of biological women. So not your gender identity, just if you are a person who has a uterus, has fallopian tubes, has ovaries, no matter how you identify. Um, I think when like the fig is cut open that it's supposed to represent that or look like that. I don't know where I got that from either. I think, <laughs> I think I read it somewhere. Is it the, is it the fig or is it the pomegranate that it's supposed to be? It's one of those. So anyway, fig and fertility. I think that's why they line up. Okay. For health, Agate, amethyst, jade, and sunstone. And then your herbs, plants, various flowers and sundries, dogwood, eucalyptus, galangal root, ginger, rosemary, sage, and thyme. For intellect, which I clearly need right now. <laughs> I'm crazy today. Aventurine and fluorite. And then benzoin, dittany of Crete, nutmeg, and rosemary. For love, amber, calcite, copper. Oh, sorry. Amber, calcite. Copper, emerald, lapis lazuli, moonstone, and rose quartz. I do love a moonstone. You can definitely swap out if you're doing uh, that kind of honey jar for love. Moonstone's good too. Moonstone's also really good to like, and if you wanted to do the spell for yourself and on yourself, uh, moonstone's really good to like just enhance your female sexuality. And that doesn't have to be strictly for women. We can all, you know, embrace our female and our masculine sides and the power and like sexuality and divinity that comes with that. Um, and then Adam and Eve root, apple, basil, beet, cat, catnip, <laughs> clove, laurel, lavender, majorum, and rose. For money, gold, hello, gold flakes, gold coin. Do people just have gold coins sitting around? Um, I meant to say gold jewelry if you have anything. But if you have gold coins, go for it. Uh, gold, malachite, moss, agate, and pearl. And then cinnamon, ginger, uh, orange, patchouli, and vervain. Do they mean, uh, what's a, oh shoot, I can't think of it. Never mind, don't listen to me. Vervain. Um, for peace, amazonite, blue lace agate, uh, rhodochrosite, I never know how to pronounce that, or silver, and then human, lavender, and violet. 
for productivity. Fuchsite, gold, hematite, and ruby. Oh, so pretty. And uh, for that, you want allspice, oregano, and vanilla. For protection, amber, carnelian, citrine, malachite, petrified wood. Ooh, I don't know. Reading petrified wood give me a chill too. And then um, for that, it'll be angelica, cypress, frankincense, mugwort, sandalwood, and wormwood. For enhancing your own psychic abilities, uh, lolite or iolite? I'm going to go with iolite, even though I've never heard of that. Jet, malachite, moonstone, quartz, turquoise, and silver. And then acacia, gardenia, mugwort, tuberose, and yarrow. Ugh, acacia is like one of my favorite words, even though I have no clue what it smells like. I hope it's good. And then relationships. Moss agate, pearl, peridot, um, rhodochrosite, sapphire, turquoise, and then for your flowers, roots, herbs, etc., etc., pansy, rose, and valerian. So really, that's all you need to build your own spell jar. You just, we know how, we, last week we talked about how to actually work the spell beginning to end and all the, um, vessel things that you can need literally a jar glass bot whatever you want to use and then um now you know how you how and what to fill it with so you can work the full spell with these two episodes whatever spell you're trying to focus on and again it's not something that has to be a strict thing if you want to do the honey jar as I described it with or without toenails then fine <laughs> or hair rather it's not one for toenails but you know that's totally cool you can do it that way but if you want to build your own, now you have all the information to do it and you don't, you know, as, as always, we all have our special things that we really align with and that we have a preference towards. I love lavender. I try to just use it every day in my life. At some point, I love lemongrass. I love to use it every day, all the time. I drink cinnamon tea constantly. It's probably aggravating my GERD because it is so spicy, but I can't quit it. <laughs> I gotta have to try. I'm going to have to switch to like Oh, chamomile and vanilla or something, but oh, just drinking pure cinnamon juice that I boiled for 45 minutes makes me so happy, especially because I can't have coffee. Um, but yeah, so you can build your own. And so that is going to be your homework is I want you to make a spell jar because again, we got nothing but time to sit with that baby and to meditate and to really put that witch power in. And it's a full moon right now. And it's the perfect time. We're in Aries season. Like you got some fire. Wow. I can't get out of the South, y'all. Um, you have some fire power behind it. So you have everything that you need. So I know last week we talked about how to dispose of your jar. You know, I'm always one to return it to nature if possible. And also, if you properly clean your jar and you cleanse your jar, you can absolutely use it again. Um, but there is the idea and the concept of burying jars. You are going to bury a jar if you want something that will be permanent. So if you're trying to break a curse bury the jar. It acts as a protector, right? It's going to protect that side of your house. So protection spells, banishment spells, that's all stuff that's going to be buried to keep that thing, that person, that whatever it is, that concept, that situation away from you. And just like when we use salt and we use brick dust as a barrier that uh, whatever, again, it may be can't enter, can't pass the windowsill, can't pass the doorstep. Um, it's the same. It works kind of the same way. If you bury, you know, uh, a black tourmaline and four points around your yard, or again, if you use blood around the house or you use salt, brick dust again, it's something that works as a perimeter that these things can't cross. So that's when you would bury a jar. Um, there also is one like folkloric belief of more of a hoodooism, I think, that if you are trying to banish, like we talked about banishing spells at the top of that list, um, you're going to 
bury it at a crossroads and then you walk away. Wait, am I saying it right? Let me look it up real quick. Okay, that's what it is. Uh, you bury it at a crossroads and then you turn and walk away from it and you don't look back. It's very like Persephone leaving Hades and if she wouldn't have looked back, she would have been cool. But then she was like, what's going on back there? And it messed everything up. <laughs> so same thing. You bury it at a crossroads and you banish that away from your life and you have to make sure that you don't turn back and don't return because it's a banishing spell. Um, but other than that, you can bury it on your own property or you can bury it on the property of the person the spell is about. But again, that goes into kind of like a consent issue and should you be doing spells on people? So up to your own discretion, but you know, whatever you put out comes back to you for the most part. Uh, so let's just make sure we're keeping it light and keeping it tight. But yeah, if you don't intend it to have a permanent effect, then once you feel like your spell is complete, then you can disassemble it. No harm, no foul. And then just, you know, get rid of it with the grace and respect due to all of the elements involved. And then you can move on to your next one. Um, that's another thing too. I don't know if I would do two at a time if it's your first time getting around to this kind of spell work. I would maybe start with something nice and easy and breezy and work out the kinks of how this magic works for you. And then try to go into something a little more complex or try to go into doing more than one at a time. I have only ever done them one at a time, but that's also because I have to focus on one thing at a time or I'll get way too scattered, <laughs> which is why I started a podcast when I also had like a whole career that I had to tend to because, you know, I don't get distracted at all. <laughs> anyway, so that is going to be it for this week. Um, as always, I just want to take a minute to say thank you so much to everyone that is literally out there fighting this disease for us and trying to keep all of us healthy and alive. Uh, we cannot thank you enough. This is not what you signed up for when you became a doctor or a doctor. <laughs> Am I five? What is the speech impediment that's coming out? Um, when you became a doctor or a nurse or any other kind of healthcare professional, or when you started to work in a hospital as, you know, custodial staff or in the cafeteria or, um, you know, checking people in at reception or being the chaplain there or being a security guard. None of you signed up to deal with the pandemic. And this has been handled atrociously on so many levels. But again, we're going to stay in a place of peace and not start raging about it. But I am just so thankful for all of you. And may, like, you fall under the protection of all the goddesses and just whatever you need that we can do for you let us know as a community and if that's just lighting candles or if it's sending donations or if it's you know taking a facetime call whatever it is uh those of you that try wanted to connect with each other i hope y'all follow through on that um i know there was a thread for it but uh let me know if there's anything you need to do to facilitate that but i think someone may have like taken it on to make like a phone tree situation but you know i'll check in on that but yeah, just thank you. And thank you to the delivery drivers and the people that work for Instacart and Amazon. And uh, what's that other one? Um, Shift, I think, and Grubhub and Postmates and every delivery service and everyone that's working still at bank tellers and in the post office and grocery store. Like, you're so essential. You're so essential. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that you're essential, but it's also really important that when the time comes, we are voting for people that take care of other people. We are voting for people that believe in healthcare for all. And we're voting for people that believe in not abolishing the middle class. <laughs> and we are voting for people that don't support billionaires because billionaires have not done shit for us. And let's be honest about that. Okay, I'm getting into my rage point. Again. 
But let's all take this as something that hasn't done in vain. We don't want people dying in vain. We don't want people sacrificing so much in vain. And also the families of people that work in healthcare or all these other frontline workers, like they're at risk too. So we all owe you a debt and let's repay it by voting. And I don't just mean for our big general election, but I mean voting for anyone in any opportunity from the smallest held office to the top that we're voting for people that are going to take care of us as Americans and not let anything like this ever happen again. So that is my impassioned spiel. Uh, spiel. This is a political podcast. <laughs> you know, I used to always say it isn't. By, by the nature of me being a black woman who's a witch in America, this is a political podcast. And how this has been handled has been atrocious. And it's not okay that people are getting sick and dying just from going to work. Let, let alone those of us who are civilians that are getting sick and dying because this was able to progress to this point. So... Thank you for everything that you're doing. Let us know how we can support you. Please, everyone register to vote. We have to have better leadership next time. And uh, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but I am going to tell you that we shouldn't waste the lessons that we are learning right now about how messed up our system is in America and how much it needs to be fixed on many, 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 many levels. So I'm not going to go just start on the whole thing. And I know a lot of you aren't even American and you're going through it in your own countries in your own right. But I'm just going to light white candles for all of us that so we'll be through this soon and we can go back to life. No, not life as we know it, but a better life than we had before. Okay. Speaking of that, we all deserve good. Let's concentrate on that too always every week, whether you hear from me or not. You deserve good. I deserve good. We all deserve good. Um, the craft is the answer to get into the Facebook group, the bad witch podcast at gmail.com. If you want to drop me a note, what else do we have? Oh, patreon.com. If for some reason you want to and can sign up in a pandemic, <laughs> I'm not expecting new signups right now, but it's patreon.com slash bad witch. And then Teespring, we also have stuff up for sale. Um, there have been some sales coming through too. So like, bless you all. Because I certainly, the only thing I've been shopping for is like snacks. <laughs> all right. I love y'all. Um, please enjoy your jar spells and all this new work we have to do, this new homework assignments. I will try to get with you next week. If not, it will be the week after. And please keep lighting those candles for me because I feel like they're really working and I feel a lot better than I was. So love you all. Take care of each other. Be kind to each other. Register to vote. Get this vaccine when it comes out. Do your best. I'm proud of you. Blessed be. And goodbye.